Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're continuing our week 10 recap of the NFL. We got six more games to get to here. So we're going to start us off with uh, Dolphins Chargers. It's going to be the first one we talk about here. Dolphins win 29-21. Dolphins go to 6-3, and three, which is pretty impressive there. And um, two is 3-0, actually, as a, quarter, as a quarterback so far. And the Chargers are 2-7, and seven, which just doesn't feel right because Justin Herbert played pretty well. But, hey, it's, it's, it's just they've lost a lot of close ones. But Dolphins, let's so talk about them first. Tua, 15-25. He doesn't have to do a lot through the air, but he did throw two touchdowns, which – you know, solid there for him. He's, he's getting wins. So that's really all that matters. So decent game, but he's really not like, you really don't want to have to use two in fantasy. So that's, he's not really a fantasy option at this point. So for the rushing attack, no Jordan Howard, no Matt Breida, no Miles Gaskin. Now they're down to Salvin Ahmad, which <laughs> we all saw this coming, right? Salvin Ahmad was just going to do this. And he gets 21 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown. And you know what? You have to consider him probably one of the top waiver wire pickups for next week if he's going to get this opportunity. Because honestly, I feel like Miles Gaskin was I don't I don't think Miles Gaskin was that great of a running back, but it was he was getting all the opportunity. And if Matt Breida doesn't isn't back next week, Salvin Ahmad is going to get 20 carries again. He doesn't have to do much. He can average three yards a carry, and if he gets a touchdown, it's fine. So, I mean, with how the waiver wire is looking, I think Salvin Ahmad should probably be your top pickup, one of the top pickups next week. Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very strange to say, but, I mean, it's true. And, hey, look, they have a good defense. They have a rookie QB, and somehow they're in the playoff hunt. <laughs> so yeah. you know that they're going to try to bank on on what their strengths are. And right now they can they run the ball solidly, and then they you know play defense very, very well. And they try to avoid turnovers. That really is the, you know, it's going to have to rely on the rushing game. So whoever is healthy is going to get a considerable amount of, of carries. And yeah, so, yeah, who, I mean, well, I, yeah, once again, I don't care how good you are. If you're going to get 20 carries, I'll play you. So with Tua, they're, they're three and all, like we said, but I think he has really, really hurt their fantasy receiving prospects. So <laughs> that's, it's killed that. Devontae Parker is just, it, it's not, worthwhile to play Devontae Parker right now. I feel like even the last week he got six for 64. That's about the best it's going to be, but you get the other two games where he had one catch for three yards. It was a touchdown. I'll say that, but still one for three and then two for 31. I mean, you have to start really, man, you're playing Devontae Parker is a risk. I would say right now it's a risk. You're just hoping to get maybe a touchdown out of it. I will say the matchups coming up are not bad. Denver jets, Bengals, it's not bad, but I don't feel comfortable starting Devontae Parker. I don't feel comfortable starting Mike Gusecki. I just don't feel comfortable with the passing game. I feel fine with the running game, and I think those teams they're playing are bad enough where they can just run on them. So I, I might just stay away from that from that aspect of it right now. But how about the Chargers? Justin Herbert, not his greatest effort, but it still ends up being two touchdowns through the air and a touchdown rushing, so it's good. Only 187 yards passing. But hey, this guy's getting it done for fantasy every time. Yep. And but the I, we we know what he is. But Kalen Balash, 
What the heck? Again, this is another situation. Not a good running back. He just isn't. He's not a good running back. But he got 18 carries. He only turned only 68 yards, but he also had 34, you know, through the air. So that's over 100 yards on the day. That's pretty solid. He's definitely, uh, remember the Joshua Kelly hype early on in the year? That's gone away. Um, that's done. If Kalen Balazs is taking over the job from you, that's rough. That's just a, it's a rough situation for you. So Kalen Balazs, waiver wire pickup or try to stay away? <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I like, you know, I'm not better, but it, it's, um, it, I don't, I don't know because I don't know the, how the uh, injury concerns with Justin Jackson yeah. and, you know, even Eckler, I, I don't know where they're at at the moment. And both of them would damage, you know, Bellagio's stock a lot. If they aren't going to come back, if it's going to be him and Joshua Kelly, then yeah, he is going to be a, a guy that you could start next week because I assume he's going to get 15 to 20 carries. And like we said before, I don't care how good you are. If, yep. you know, if you get, a, if you get 20 carries, I'm going to play him. So uh, he was almost there. I would play him, um, but you're going to have to wait to see what the injury report looks like. Yep. Um, fantasy running back situations, which you get at the end of the year, they, they turn into just very, they, they turn very strange. That's what's happening right now again. So um, the Chargers, not a lot through the air today. So like, but Keenan Allen got three catches, 39 yards, bought a touchdown. Henry four for 30, got a touchdown. They'll be better than this most weeks. Dolphins are actually just a surprisingly good team, you know. Yeah, their defense good. is very yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. So how about this next one? Cardinals Bills. What a what a game here. Cardinals win thirty two to thirty with the Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins last second Hail Mary. Oh, that was awesome. That was a <laughs> great thing to see. It won me a DraftKings lineup for the week. That that one I had I had Murray and Hopkins. Oh, it won me won me some cash. Felt pretty good. Ended uh, ended Nick's uh, four week winning streak on DraftKings, so I feel really great about that. But man, so I'm gonna start with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I just love watching Kyler Murray play, and it's his, it was his only touchdown throw of the day, 245 yards. But he ran in two of them and 61 on the ground. That was um, he's a fun player to watch. So this was at one point looking like his his bad game, right? This was gonna be the the bad Kyler Murray game, which was understandable for the time playing against the Bills. The funny thing is it still is his worst game in like four weeks, but 31.9 points. So he's uh, he's just getting it done. Number one QB right now there is in fantasy. Not not real life. He's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Don't, don't <laughs> yell at me. He's better He's better in fantasy though right now. He is. So Kyler Murray's, I love, love watching Kyler play. DeAndre Hopkins, seven for 127 and a touchdown because of that. And Kenyon Drake comes back and he took over the backfield again. He doubled up Edmonds on carries. He had 16 carries, 100 yards. Edmonds got eight for 56. I didn't. I thought it'd be more of a split coming back for Drake, honestly. But I did too. I mean, I think Drake was playing pretty well. And let's be honest, Chase Edmonds too. He was averaging seven he, you know, he yards a carry. Well. Both of them were really were capable of gouging the Buffalo defense today. Um, but hey, uh, you know. It's going to be one of those things. That's why it's kind of like if they're both healthy, I, I kind of want to stay away from the situation altogether because I don't think one is going to take over completely. It's just not the way it works. Chase Edmonds is still the guy that's going to catch it. So he had three for 21. So when you look at it, you know, you know, for all the same reasons, they're very similar in fantasy. Yep. Um, I'll the Bills here. So Allen, 284, two touchdowns, they're two picks. So it wasn't, oh, it wasn't his greatest effort again. No rushing touchdowns, which he usually gets one of those. 
But um, the rushing game for the Bills, oh, Devin Singletary. First of all, let's not pin it on him. (laughs) Yes, once again, I think we've gotten past that. He's not a very viable option. But even Zach Moss, 7 for 20. Devin Singletary, 4 for 15. There is no one that is going to do well on this kind of attack. When Josh Allen, your quarterback, is your leading rusher with seven carries for 38, you know you're in trouble there. And that has become more uh, of the same. You know, it's not always like he doesn't actually usually have – uh, more carries than the other two, but it's not that far off. And I mean, this is becoming kind of ridiculous. And hey, Buffalo is seven and three; they're doing well. Mm. But if you want to beat good teams, you're going to have to be able to run a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it's going to right painfully, you know, it's painfully uh, just on display today. And and you saw what happened, where one team could run a little more than the other. And you know, Cardinals—they're fun to watch, but should they beat? You know, the Bills? No, they probably shouldn't. No. And then uh, how about the receivers, though? That was a bright spot there. Cole Beasley, 11 catches for 109 and a touchdown. Uh, Diggs, 10 for 93 and a touchdown. So those two played really well. Beasley's Beasley's been pretty decent, actually. He had a couple not-so-great games the last couple weeks, but before that he had 11 for 112. He's he's an interesting play. I mean, they're on bye week, but then he, he, he could be an interesting play for two weeks against the Chargers and the 49ers. Maybe you throw him in there, and then you don't play him if you make to the playoffs. You play against Pittsburgh there, but Beasley's <laughs> interesting. Diggs though continues just to be good. Diggs is Diggs has had a really good season. So, but how about the next one here? Seahawks, Rams. Rams win 23-16. and you know I might start off with the Seahawks, the losing team here. Russell Wilson, what happened here? Um, Two hundred forty-eight yards through the air, no touchdowns, two picks. Um, not, not good for Russell. And this is coming off last week where he threw two picks and had two fumbles last week. And he also had a fumble today too. What, what happened to Russell Wilson these last two weeks all of a sudden where he just is not all, I mean, his fantasy output last week was okay, but this week it was not. And this, he was just dominating. And then this happens. And so Wilson plays like that and it turns around, you know what, you know what I, you know what I, I, I figured out the problem. Their, their main running back was Alex Collins. Like, that can't help. <laughs> Alex Collins, where'd he come from? But that kind of performance from Wilson ends up really, I mean, DK Metcalf only gets two catches for 28, Lockett only five for 66. Just a bad day for Seattle. Um, you know, a lot of this, maybe this is not having a, a reliable running game right now. That's probably a lot of it. I mean, they're down to literally Alex Collins and DJ Dallas at this point. Like they don't have Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde, which was a lot, it's a bigger, it's a lot bigger deal. Mm. Ugly, <laughs> ugly day for Seattle, which we really were starting to expect them to play really well. But I don't know. I think this is. I think it'll correct itself, right? This this can't stay like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it will too. But it is definitely it's interesting. Uh, would I keep playing Russell Wilson? Of course I would. Yeah. But it does show two things. First of all, LA is better. I don't know if it it doesn't tell us a whole lot fantasy wise, but Los Angeles is better team than you know we're giving them credit for. In Seattle is very vulnerable and, and that's what it's kind of showing uh I, I don't know what happened dk Metcalf didn't you know didn't do a whole uh-huh. lot today either we've been expecting big things from gaming game out two for 28 today you know it's just once again ugly they're both six and three now and hey like on the other side of it it was only 16 to 23 as a score jared goff doesn't doesn't really have to do anything it's not like all of a sudden we're like oh grab 
someone from the Rams, like they were the difference maker. It wasn't at all. I mean, Goff was what? He had 300 yards passing, no no touchdowns, no interceptions. Cam Akers finally got the bulk of the carries, I guess, in a way. 10 carries for only 38 yards. But Malcolm Brown, you know, pillaging the goal line, you know, carry. So six for 33 and two touchdowns. Daryl Henderson, seven for 28 and a touchdown. Once again, this whole situation. Oh, it's incredibly, it's just a mess. And then Josh Reynolds leads the way in the receiving game. Yeah, exactly. Like who would have guessed? And then Tyler Higby, three for 60, Cooper Cup, three or five for 50, Robert Woods, five for 33. This is the, what you come to expect from the Rams. They are a sneaky, good team. Uh, You know, I'm not going to put them up in the upper echelon or anything like that, but you look at their squad and once again, they use everyone, and you can't tell what how what play they're going to use for what guy, and uh, it works well in real football, but for fantasy, it's a freaking nightmare. So, so this game was perfectly like you watch this, and you're like, I hate cheering for the Rams, and the people I have on Seattle are are you know having a down game. I hate all of this, so I hate this game. <laughs> I didn't love that game. No, well, we we can admit though, we can admit that Tyler Higby's just not good, and I was right. Uh, yeah, why not? I'll, I'll, I'll concede <laughs> that point. He has not been very good. All right. How about this next one? Saints 49ers. Saints win 27 13. 49ers. I mean, they just don't have anybody anymore. They're all hurt. So, what, what are you going to do? Um, Drew Brees got hurt in this one. So, we're going to see what that ends up playing out. But I guess that's why you sign Jameis Winston. Um, we'll see what happens if Brees can't play and if Jameis Winston is in there. But I think the so. Alvin Kamara, the guy just, he's kind of ridiculous and he's the top running back basically in fantasy, but he only gets eight carries for 15 yards. That's it. But two touchdowns on the ground and he catches seven balls for 83 yards and a touchdown as well. He just always gets it done somehow. I guess the disappointment here has been Michael Thomas coming back for two games now, just really not being Michael Thomas for two games. I mean, even his opening game, the game he did play, the first game of the year, he was three for 17. And then he's been back for two games, five for 51, and now two for 27. I don't know what that is, but it's not, not, you're not very excited about the situation. Um, so the Saints win this one, but there's just no, other than now and Kamara, there's just nothing here fantasy wise. It's all Kamara. That's all it is. That's, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a weird situation to see if Winston's there. If Winston's there, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out with um, everybody. <laughs> in a in a weird way, I think it will hurt Kamara, and I think it will help Michael Thomas. It could. And, and I don't. I don't really know how they're going to let him play. Right. I, last year is probably not a good predictor because it was just wide open, and you threw mm-hmm. the ball as much as far as you could, pretty much, and let one of your guys grab it. That's why I think it'd be better for Michael Thomas. And if you know you want your best wide receiver to kind of help your your quarterback out. Mm-hmm. Say okay. Here, two two scenarios. Breeze is actually healthy. He plays. What do you do next week with Michael Thomas? You still play him. You still, still have. To, you have to. You have to play him and hope that that's the week where it, it comes back. You, I think that's a. I think you just have to play Michael Thomas. You're stuck with it. Okay. And hope, hope it Winston, plays, hope it if if Winston plays next week, is he a viable streaming option? I don't necessarily. Think I would play him. It's not the same. I mean, they're playing against Atlanta, which it could be decent, but it's not the same situation he was in in Tampa. I don't see him being able to just toss the ball around like he did there. So 
I would probably shy away from it, to be honest. I'd probably stay away from Jameis next week. Then um, how about 49ers, who have literally, I think, everybody on this team is hurt. They're, they have backups at every position here on the offense, right? Backup quarterback, backup running backs, backup wide receivers, backup tight end. It's it's kind of sad. Um, and so because of that, there's not a lot here. Brandon Ayuk, though, seven for 75 and a touchdown. And, I mean, Jordan Reed, if you're looking for a tight end, I guess five for 62 shows you some promise, right, with how bad the tight end position is. But other than that, this is just not, this is a situation you just want to avoid all around. You don't want anything to do with this 49ers offense right now. Um, it's just not good. It's not good. <laughs> it, it, you know, I've never seen a team get this like this hit with injuries like they have this year, which should should be a good team. And it's just injuries have crushed them. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, what, a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl last year. And now yeah. that I mean, you can miss out on your window of opportunity as a franchise because yeah. of the injuries they had. And that is, that is really sad to see because they have unbelievable talent on this roster and they hurt. might just be forgotten about completely. Cause you know, one year can make all the difference. You yep. start losing veterans and all that. So you just don't want to see it go down like this. Yep. It's just, what do you, I mean, what are you doing with, with McKinnon? Assuming nothing. he's going to be the number one back next year. Are you, you're not starting him. You're not nope. flexing him. You're not. Anything? Okay. Nope. I'm just, I'm getting away, getting away. Completely. All right. How about uh, Steelers Bengals Steelers win 36 to 10 to go nine and oh on the year. Just getting it done. <laughs> I love this so much. I really do. They're good. Love, yeah. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen. They, you know, they, they kind of had a, a down trend. You know, they, they, they weren't really great last week or anything like that. Right. Um, hey, their, their wide receivers are incredibly really, young, yes. incredibly talented. And Roethlisberger has come back from the injury and been, you know, been great. I mean, he really has for coming back from an injury. Is he going to be a, a top five QB? No. But today, this week, he definitely looks like it. 333 yards, four touchdowns. Those touchdowns going to Deontay Johnson, Juju, and two to Chase Claypool. I mean, it, um, it's spread around perfectly. Worry, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say my best worry was, you know, if they don't throw four touchdowns, I didn't think they were going to this game. But, like, who do they go to? How can you figure out who's going to catch it? Um, and that's why I would have stared away from, like, Deontay Johnson because he's been up and down since he came back. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, 116 yards, one touchdown. Juju, 77 and a touchdown. And then Claypool with 56 and two. Uh, I mean, what? who who ranks where uh, for you going into next week with this wide receiving crew who can be – very, very good, but very, very volatile, depending on week to week. This is a very tough one. They are. All right, well, let's do this again. <laughs> let's do uh, start, sit, and trade. As I um, find it hilarious how how much you hate this game. It's it's so tough. These are this is so tough. Oh man, you know what? I'm probably it, it, the targets are all like the same. I mean, it's it's they're all double digit targets too. Um. Wow, let me think here again. This is man, this is this is tough again. And you know what? I think I'm starting. This might not seem like I'm starting Juju. Um, so the last four games, his targets have been 13, 7, 8, and 14. He's actually been solid. You know, it might not be as flashy sometimes as what Claypool has done or what Deontay Johnson has done, but I feel I, I feel like he's actually come around pretty well on that. I mean, Deontay Johnson's got a lot of targets here too. 
And man, I think, I think I go for safety more, I guess I'll say. So I will go for that. And then I would trade, I think I would trade um, Johnson because I think he has more value right now. He, he, I think he'd get a little bit more than Claypool. So I try to trade Johnson and get some good, get a good value for him. Cause I think you could get that. So funny thing is, because I think you can get more for Johnson than you could almost get for Juju at this point, even though I feel more comfortable with Juju. I think Deontay Johnson's more of a flashy name. So it's a, it's a close one, though. It really is. Um, I, I'm good with starting any of these guys at this point. So they're a solid team there. Bengals side of things. Um, T. Higgins was a bright spot, seven for 115 in a touchdown. But that's about it for him. That's about their only bright spot here. Joe Burrow was 21 of 40, 213 touchdown, but they're playing against the Steelers who are just rolling right now. It's tough to get anything going. Samaj P. Yep. Ride led the team there with seven <laughs> for 48 on the ground. Samaj yeah, P. I just Ryan. want to mention T. Higgins. T. Higgins again. Yeah, I'm going to completely blow by P. Ryan because, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about T. Higgins a little more because uh, he is a guy that I think has turned into, you know, a wide receiver too. Like he, I think he has. I don't yeah. know. And if you agree he's with close. Me not, he's, he's very close to that. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at the games, even if he's not catching a touchdown, he's putting up yardage. If you look at the past, we'll go five games. Um, hey, look, uh, four receptions for 62 yards, then six for 125, five for 71 in a touchdown, six for 78, and then today seven for 115 in a touchdown. So on a team that – has been kind of a very up and down. Once again, young quarterback. We kind of expected this. Joe Mixon is hurt. T. Higgins has established himself as probably the top wide receiver. Um, you know, and A.J. Green never really made it back. It's great to see because they need their number one draft picks, or I shouldn't say this, but their, their high draft picks from this past year to really do something. Him and Burrow really getting on the same page is going to be awesome. And T. Higgins is looking like a mighty fine keeper as well. Yep. All right. How about then? We'll talk about Thursday night. We haven't talked about the Thursday night game, so we'll we can quick over that quick. Colts uh, beat the Titans 34 17. Colts are actually doing pretty well, too. Six and three. Both teams, these teams are six and three on the year, which Colts are surprised to me. And Rivers threw for 308 yards. Solid, you know, solid there. Only at one touchdown. Michael Pittman was, I guess, the bright spot here coming, you know, finally getting this lineup in at seven for 101. But I think, again, the story of this team is Jonathan Taylor and what has happened to him. Seven carries for 12 yards. He did have two catches for 25 yards, but he was third in line in carries for this game. Naheem Hines led the team with 12 for 70 and a touchdown. Also caught five for 45 and a touchdown. And Jordan Wilkins had eight. Jordan Wilkins isn't any good, but Jordan Wilkins had more carries than Jonathan Taylor. I don't know what happened to Jonathan Taylor. I mean, these last three games coming after that bye, I mean, even before that, it wasn't like he was great, but after the bye, 11 for 22, six for 27, seven for 12. I don't know what happened here. I, I don't either. I would actually, try, I would think something is wrong with him. I would think that he was hurt. Except why would you give a guy that is banged up seven carries when you can easily go, you know, to other places? You don't really need him to play at all. I have no idea, to be completely honest. He has been very disappointing for the second half of this year. It's 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 crazy to me. So I think um, so people are going to, again, look at Naheem Hines for maybe the third time this year as a waiver wire pickup. I think he's owned as we are talking as in 41.2% of leagues. So he's definitely going to be a waiver wire pickup in a lot of leagues. 
could would you pick up name Hines and even and think of playing him? I know that I think we've done this game before, right? We've done this thing with Naeem Hines. He's had the big game. We put him in the lineup, but now he's done this um, a couple times now, right? What was it? Was it now? Is it two games in a row he's played like this against the Lions? He got those two touchdowns, right? Um, but he had the game in between there. So I, I don't know. Is this something you're considering, or is it still it's just Naeem Hines, and you just don't you just don't want to do it? Yeah, in my head is. Naheem Hines. The only difference this week that I'm kind of taking into account, like maybe I do throw him on my bench if I need running back help because I don't, I mean, has he ever had double digit carries this, this year? I, I know he hasn't in the past, you know, five, six games or so. Uh, it's the first time you like, usually he's kind of a passing threat. We kind yeah. of, you know, we, we knew that receiving threat and we don't know when he's going to get in the end zone. It's very, all over the place. So I, I don't feel very good about it, but all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor's demise is coming. You know, Wilkins had one big week and now all of a sudden Naheem Hines has 12 carries for 70 yards. And you're kind of wondering, is he all of a sudden winning favor in Indianapolis? I don't believe it yet, but it's not past the realm of possibility. So I do think that I, I don't mind like the, the snatch and stash kind of deal with, with Hines right now because maybe he does turn into that player down the stretch. Heaven knows that they need the running game. Uh, they have a good defense. They have a pretty good offensive line, even though, you know, they've been, you know, up and down of late. But once again, they're, they're a team that is in the playoff hunt. And Philip Rivers is not going to get you there alone. So which one of these guys do you think they're going to kind of load up on the back of? I, who would you guess? I mean, you could hey. guess any three of them right now. It feels more like – I feel like I'd be more comfortable with Naheem Hines, to be honest, because I don't think – Jordan Wilkins is just not a good running back. He's just very average. And for, and there's something going on with Jonathan Taylor that they just don't trust. And I think Naheem Hines is going to be the guy for a bit here where he's going to get the most opportunity. So Jonathan Taylor, though, I feel like this is still a situation where I feel like it turns at some point, and all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor is the guy again. I just – I feel like that's going to happen, but – I can't say when that's going to happen. And so I'm, I'm worried about it until it does. And I, I mean, I would, I would feel like it's going to, but we'll see. But I mean, can you play Jonathan Taylor right now? I don't think you can. I, I don't think you, I don't think you start him anymore. No, I, w- I wouldn't. And, you know, unless you have to, which is a lot of places, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's probably going to be a flex play for a lot of people, but now, I mean, I don't feel comfortable playing him right now. I, I, yeah, you just can't. No, I don't think so. But Michael Pittman, I think, at the receiver, I think you can play Michael Pittman, though. That was a good good to see from him. So I think you play play Michael Pittman there. And then for Tennessee, which this is a disappointing game for them. Brian Tannehill, only 147 in touchdown, didn't do much. Derrick Henry did his normal thing, 19 for 103. No, no touchdowns, though. And then uh, Corey Davis comes back from his zeros <laughs> to, get, to lead the team with five for 67, but that was it. And A.J. Brown, only one for 21. So just a bad game all around there for the Titans. Um, I wouldn't take too much away from it, honestly. It's just not a good game. So actually, no, one more game here to talk about. How about we talk about Patriots Ravens Sunday night football game? Patriots get the win over the Ravens. How about that? 23-17. 23-17 Patriots win, which is very surprising, actually. Um, I did not see that coming. And Patriots now are going to go to four and five and start to maybe they can 
be a playoff team here. But let's start with the with Baltimore. Lamar Jackson threw for 249. He had two touchdowns there, 11 for 55. So that's I mean, that's a solid Lamar Jackson day. Uh, it's it's um not what we it's still though, it's it's not what we were looking at getting from Lamar Jackson coming into this year. It's it's an average, it's it's a solid day, it's a good day, but it's not Lamar Jackson of last year. And that, that player is just not there anymore. Before we would say, oh, they're still winning, right? It doesn't really make a difference. But now they're not. Now they lost the Patriots who have been bad. So Yeah, I think that is a very good point that you make. I, I'm wondering if that will be good for fantasy owners because I do have to say, what were they six and two before this? Are they going to be six yeah. and three now? So they get lumped into a lot of these different teams, right? A lot of yep. teams are going to be around, hovering around that. And Baltimore, they could hop behind behind it, right? They're kind of saying, okay, we can play a slower game. We don't really have to put up as many points as we did last year because that's how we win. As soon as New England comes out, a very mediocre team, and kind of pokes holes in that, you do wonder if they're going to be like, okay, like we have to make sure we make it into the playoffs. Right now we were on cruise control, and then we'll we'll pull it out when we need to. Maybe they have to pull that ripcord a little quicker, and you're going to all mm-hmm. see – I mean, Lamar Jackson did have 11 carries for 55 yards in this one. If they're that going is, that way. And that is not full-blown Lamar Jackson from last year, right? There's no. a lot more you can you can go. I do wonder if this is going to start tilting him to say, okay, let's really – let's push the throttle now. Let's really do what we, we can do. Um, so I'm, well, I'm – I would hope so. In that way. Because uh, the rest of the ground game – so Mark Ingram was back for this one, but Gus Edwards led the way with seven carries for 42. Dobbins, five for 13. Ingram five for five, just not, not much happening there. Um, receiving wise, Willie Sneed led the way with five for 64 and two touchdowns. Well, Mark Andrews had seven catches for 61, which is better to see. Marquise Brown only two for 14. He just, he never, he's not, he doesn't, I expected more from Marquise Brown. I thought he'd be a more of a player than this, but this is also, I think just the offense in general hasn't been as good as we expected. So we'll see. Maybe this does start turning around for the Patriots here. Uh, Cam Newton, it didn't have I me. Mean, this game was, this was like a, this and just downpouring. It wasn't, it wasn't the greatest game for that, but no, I mean, that's very true. Yeah. We should point that yeah, out. I, mean, I will say that. Very, yeah. yeah. It's a very good point. I do have to say this was perfect for new England though. This was completely uh, let's play a non, you know, let's not give the ball away. Let's just grind yeah. it out. And that has got to be incredibly frustrating for, yeah. for Baltimore. But I mean, Cam didn't have to throw the ball 13 for, for 17, 118 yards and one touchdown, no interceptions. Ran and, one in. And yeah, ran one in. He had 11 carries for, at, for 21 and a touchdown. Rex Burkhead had six for 31. And then Damian Harris has become a legitimate threat. We've been saying this, uh, you know, Patriots, if they do, if they keep getting better, it's only going to be better for Harris, but 22 carries for 121 yards. Yep. He has, when they gave him the ball, when they give him the ball, especially in bulk, he has produced, I can't promise touchdowns or anything like that, but he is going to be a, a pretty good running back, which yeah. is great to see. And other than that, though, there was no Rex Burkhead actually does have two touchdowns catching. So they're playing that very methodical, very let's dump it off to, to these guys behind the line. And, and well, watch one, of the, one of those uh, touchdown catches there for Rex Burkhead was a throw from Jacoby Myers, which little trickery. Oh, there we go. I actually missed that one. Yeah. Jacoby Myers threw that touchdown. Um, he Myers also had five for 59 receiving. He's become their number one receiver right now. Um, so Jacoby Myers, if, if he wasn't picked up already, he should be picked up next week for sure. He's only owned the 22% of leagues. So he's had two games last week. He was 12 for actually, it's not even just last week. Last week, it was his big day of 12 for 169. But the week before 
He was six for 58 with 10 targets. The week before it was only four for 60, but it was six targets. And then this week, five for 59, but it's seven targets. He's, he's the main guy there. I would, you go look to pick up Jacoby Myers at this point. So Patriots get the win though. Yeah. Where would, where would Jacoby Myers actually rank on your waiver wire? Like give a, a general sense I mean, of that. So, I mean, there's probably, it depends on, I guess what you need. So at, at, I mean, running back wise, it's like, if uh, it's probably Naheem Hines, Salvin Ahmad, Kalen Balazs, probably those kind of guys running back wide receiver wise, I would probably go Michael Pittman ahead of Jacoby Myers. Um, but I would probably go Jacoby Myers over Valdez Scantling. Cause Valdez Scantling, you know, is, agree. Yeah. even though he had a great game, he's, he's more up and down. Jacoby Myers feels like more of the main guy. Some of the other options, I guess, would be like Josh Reynolds, Jalen Rager, Keelan Cole, but I want Jacoby uh, Myers over them. I, he'd been my number two, I think behind Michael Pittman. Probably yeah, number 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 two my number number two wide receiver pickup actually. So. No, it's crazy too. Just talking about that six and three mark. Um, yeah, and tell me if I'm wrong. If these aren't the updated, uh, um, uh, yeah, rankings or whatever. But uh, look, Baltimore is tied right now with Cleveland six and three in the was the AFC North, and yeah. then uh, Miami is also six and three. We talked about them. Uh, a lot of teams that are. And New England four and five. So it's kind of, and that's why I, I do believe that there's some credence to think that Lamar Jackson will start stepping it up or will be used differently because that is a very dangerous place to be where you're oh, not yeah, right. from getting knocked out of the playoffs. Well, they're not at all. Far, I mean, right now, okay, seven teams make the playoffs, right? Seven teams. Right. So as of now, in the division, the division leaders all make it, right? So you have the, um, what do we have here? The three, the four divisions. So you have the four division leaders. You got Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Kansas City. So then you get three more after that. So only three more. And yet there's like four or five teams. There's like at least four teams that are six and three, right? So Raiders, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, Tennessee. Somebody right now is left out of the playoffs at six and three, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And in two games, or two uh, people are. Yeah. And in two games. Yeah. Baltimore has to play Pittsburgh again, yeah. who is undefeated and obviously the top of that division. So I, I see a change coming pretty darn quick because they got to figure out how to win some games. Cause if they lose to Pittsburgh again, you know, they're probably not catching them the way they're playing at the moment. Even if they do get the win, you know, it's possible, but I, I think Pittsburgh is good enough to hold them off. So they would have to go for a wild card victory. So look, and after that, I mean, Cowboys, which they should win heavily. And then you have Cleveland, which, once again, they should beat the crap out of the Browns, but the Browns all of a sudden are in it. So they're going to pull out everything they possibly can and hunt and Chubb. They're going to try to do exactly what new England did to them tonight. And they're hoping for bad weather, but they're just going to try to run it, run it, run it, run it and not make mistakes. So I'm, yeah. I, I'm kind of in on the idea that Lamar is going to turn into more of the Lamar uh, that we saw last year, but you know, yeah. who knows? I've, he hasn't been so far, but that would be my prediction. But all right, that will do it for the week 10 recap. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Get some, get you ready for week 11 around the NFL. Talk to you guys next time.